When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hook em up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. I woke up to the morning sky first. Oh, yes, sir. And yes, ma'am. You'll be waking up for the second straight morning to uh, rain showers. Get the umbrella out as you get up and out on the uh, first hour of our five hour conversation. Five hours a day, five days a week here on Hook 'em Up with Ian Rod B. And yeah, rain, 100% chance of rain through the uh, central Texas area this morning in the 6 to the 7 o'clock hour. Could be rain throughout your drive this morning and commute. And uh, should clear out this afternoon and be a nice afternoon. But uh, going to be a rainy Thursday morning. We appreciate you being there to start this Thursday morning. Week two in the NFL kicks off tonight. Two days out now to the game number three for the Texas Longhorns. Looking to put aside all the mo- the excitement from the win over Alabama, focused on the Wyoming Cowboys. We will do just the same today with you to get you ready for week three of college football as the NFL kicks off tonight. Major League Baseball into its final couple of weeks. Terrible news for the Texas Rangers yesterday. They went on and got a win anyhow. We'll tell you about that. Braves clinch another division as we roll in towards October in the postseason. Starting to come into form now for sure. We'll dive into all of that with you over the next five hours here on Hook'em Up. Uh, it is appreciated that you're there. However you find us, make it as easy as we can on 1019 on the FM dial, AM 1260 as well. Also, of course, digitally, we're seeing our streaming numbers go through the roof. We appreciate that. Finding us, downloading that Horn app, adding it to your smartphone and listening to us on the touch of a button wherever you go. Appreciate you doing that. Also on our YouTube channel at the Horn in Austin, or at the Horn Austin, also on our website. And our you can watch it and listen on the website. Also watch it on our Twitch channel, which you can do right there. Up in the upper right corner, you can make it big or small, whatever you want to do. Watch and listen at hornfm.com. Look who it is across the uh, desk. He is our shutdown corner, doing it five hours a day in a big way, five days a week. He is from the 713 and DBU, also uh, DB High right here in the 512, four stops in the NFL. He is the football theorist. He is Blackstradamus, and he's ready to talk some football with you this morning. He is our man, number 21 on your, in, your, uh, in his jersey number. Wore that for Deion Sanders. He's number one in our hearts. He's our man, Rod Babers. What's up, RB? Thank you for the intro, brother. I appreciate that, as always. And uh, really happy to be here, man. And happy that the day started with some showers. Beautiful thing. Did you, run, did you jog in the rain this morning? Uh, I did. I got, I got some showers when I was running. And also, I, I, I pulled off the Andy Dufresne. I just went out there and uh, you know, kind of soaked it in for for. Few seconds, you it's know. A, it's amazing. It. It's amazing how that comfortable ninety me. degrees is, right? Even in the oh, afternoon, how it's like. Oh man, man. it's only ninety. It, you know what? Yeah, don't run. Don't run from the rain today. Just go. Just walk in it. Don't forget the umbrella. It's walk because it's not even like it's not. It's not pouring. It's just showering yeah. a little bit. Man, we ain't had it in so long. It I might, just want to enjoy it. Well, I mean, you'll hear it in the it's update coming thing. up, or I'm going to tell you now the. 
mean, the Round Rock Express game last night at Dell Diamond rained out. Yeah, rained out. I Field never conditions. was happy about rain. They, they, everybody should have been clapping Pretty about sure that. Pretty sure that's the first time I said that all year long for the uh, Round Rock Express it's and all of their games. Beautiful rained thing. out at rained the Dell Diamond out. in Williamson County. So it's a beautiful uh, thing. Well, I'm uh, pick uh, it up today. Also a beautiful thing. Uh, we want to salute those who serve like we do every morning. We appreciate them. They're up early with us. It is all uh, an honor, but also a burden uh, for those who choose to serve, whether it be God, country, or community. So we appreciate you, first responders, nurses, teachers, uh, waste management, uh, officers of the law, each and every one of you in every different profession that serve. Uh, we can't name them all. We appreciate you this morning. All right, first hour of five. We'll go behind the burn orange curtain, bottom of the hour, talk Texas football. Also, we'll get our What the Facts segment to uh, get you going here this morning. Percolating. What the Facts. And what the Facts, for sure. Also, rattle up a couple of rants today. We've got a lot to do. Ty Henderson is through the glass. We've got uh, big conversations. Let's start with the headlines to uh, start your morning. Headlines presented by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. And we start with uh, the Longhorns, of course. Texas coming off that huge win at Alabama. Now turning their full attention to the Wyoming Cowboys. They're off to a 2-0 start to their season as well. They have wins over Texas Tech and Portland State, both at home. Their first road contest, veteran uh, Wyoming, a veteran squad, returning 17 starters from a year ago, 10 on defense for head coach Craig Bolin there, led by a sixth-year quarterback, Andrew Peasley. Um, you can expect the Cowboys to try to shorten the game with a run-heavy plan. Veteran defense on Saturday night. The DKR game kicks at 7 o'clock. We'll air on the Longhorn Network. We'll have much, much more on Wyoming coming up. Our pregame coverage presented by Bud Light. will fire up from the Mockingbird Saloon on the drag at 4.30 Saturday afternoon. Come on and join us. Week 2 in the NFL kicks off tonight in Philadelphia. The defending champion Eagles host the Minnesota Vikings on Thursday night football. Philly opened their season with a win in New England while the Vikings lost their opener at home to Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. Eagles are banged up a bit on the short week as well. Running back Kenneth Gainwell, cornerback James Bradbury, and safety Reed Blankenship have been ruled out for the game. Bradbury's in a concussion protocol. Gainwell and Blankenship dealing with rib injuries. Remember earlier this week, Eagles placed linebacker N'Kobe Dean on injured reserve with a foot injury. Game picks at 7 tonight. It is on Amazon Prime. Also from the NFL, Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers made his first public comments since suffering that season-ending Achilles injury early in the game on Monday night. In a post to social media, the four-time league MVP wrote, I am completely heartbroken, moving through all of the emotions, but deeply touched and humbled by the support and love. The night is darkest before the dawn, and I shall yet rise again. Big night of Major League Baseball, and on the day began with terrible news for the Texas Rangers, where the staff ace Max Scherzer will miss the remainder of the regular season and is unlikely to pitch in the postseason after straining a muscle in his upper right arm on Tuesday night. 39-year-old was the Rangers' prized trade, trade deadline acquisition, was supposed to be a vital part of their playoff run. He will now not be available. Team promptly put the bad news aside, went out and won their fifth straight game last night. Their third in a row in Toronto. They bombed the Blue Jays 10-0. Their other trade deadline acquisition, Jordan Montgomery and two relievers combined on a five-hitter. Nathaniel Lowe, Mitch Garver each hit three-run homers. That win puts them a game and a half up on Toronto in the AL wildcard race. They'll go for the four-game sweep today north of the border. They're also uh, still a game back of first place Houston in the ALS. Astros salvaged a game in their three-game series with Oakland. Nearly threw a no-hitter last night. Right-hander Hunter Brown and the bullpen held the A's hitless until Ryan Notas one out single in the ninth inning. They get the win 6-2. to two. Seattle beat the Angels yesterday afternoon, so they remain a game and a half back of Houston in the ALS over in the National League. The Atlanta Braves clinched their sixth straight NL East title with a 4-1 win over the Phillies. The 96-win Braves are 46 over 500. They're the betting odds favorite to win the World Series in 2023. Adele Diamond, as we mentioned, express game with Vegas suspended because of rain and an unplayable field. They'll resume that game at 5 o'clock this evening as part of a doubleheader with the Express trailing 3 to nothing. 
Corn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. The heat's made us crazy. Get up to $100 off select steel backpack blowers and employee pricing on all zero-turn mowers in stock this month at Top Gun. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight. Uh, so, yeah, Thursday night football tonight. Um, and the Eagles and the Vikings. I'll tell you what. I The Eagles, the Vikings have... Um, they got a problem because the Eagles have a pass rush that is pretty ferocious, and I saw a stat that the Vikings allowed nine quarterback hits in week one. That was tied for nine times. Nine times, right? Uh, they allowed Kirk Cousins to get hit. Uh, that is actually the tied for the third most quarterback hits allowed in week one. The Philadelphia Eagles, and we talked about this yesterday, one of the most ferocious pass rushes in the NFL. Um, so Vikings got to figure that out. Yeah. And, and real quick, if they don't, they're in trouble because that D-line is is deep. And like I said, they have the, the fastest, basically, ball get-off as a defensive line in the league. They got like three. They, they had, I believe it was five guys in the top eight ball get-off. Uh, t- uh, basically, that's how fast you get off the snap um, as a defensive lineman. They had five guys in the top eight. <laughs> Uh, of the uh, in week one and uh, ranked in the ball get off rankings. Yeah, BGO baby. Well, they can bring the pass rush, much like the Cowboys. Yeah. And we've talked about those two defensive fronts. But as and I mentioned it. in the headlines, Eagles are banged up. I mean, uh, Nicobe Dean onto the injured list. Their linebacker out of Georgia, two starting secondary members, James Bradbury and their and then Blankenship, their safety are both out tonight. Both guys probably could have played if it was a, a regular week, right? You're going yeah. all the way to Sunday, but it's only Short week. it's only Thursday. The other name that, to watch for is Kenneth Gainwell, their running back. He was their leading rusher last week, Rod. Uh, 14 carries for 54 yards in that game. Jalen Hurts was second, and no one else got more than a carry in that game. So mm-hmm. who's going to run the rock for the Eagles tonight will be interesting. We know Jalen Hurts can do it on the ground, but is it going to be Boston Scott? Is it going to be uh, DeAndre Swift? Remember, Rod, when the um, remember they picked up did they, they, did Rashad Penny Rashad make their Penny. roster? I believe he did. I think he did, but just because they paid him. <laughs> yeah. Well, remember there was talk with the, the Eagles were a team that all of a sudden surfaced in the Jonathan Taylor trade talks. If you remember, mm-hmm. right? The Eagles all of a sudden you hear the name the Eagles, and you're like, well, well they got a bunch of running backs, but uh, maybe you're seeing why because Kenneth Gainwell, not the biggest guy, he's already hurt and banged up. So um, who's going to run the ball tonight becomes the question. Uh, by the way, neither team ran the ball much at all in, in Week One. The uh, Vikings ran for 41 yards against the Buccaneers. The uh, Eagles, who remember the Eagles averaged over 200 yards rushing last year. They only ran for 97 yards against the uh, stingy Patriots defense in New England on Sunday. So, um, you know, this is one of those games now. In Minnesota, remember they went to Philadelphia last year and got smashed yeah. by the Eagles. Minnesota had a couple of games like that last year. Remember Cowboys when they get yeah when when they got beat last they got year they beat. they got yeah mollywhopped. They're a weird team. They, they were they a are, weird team a year. They, ago. No, they're, they're the weirdest team in the NFL last season. There's no question. That's why everybody's picking them. And they came back from thirty plus down to beat the Colts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they broke the record, which right? means they slept walk for three quarters and then woke <laughs> up. I mean, and then the Colts let them come all the way back. I mean, yeah, they're a weird team. They're a weird Kirk team. Cousins. They're very pass heavy. Obviously, Justin Jefferson. 150 yards receiving in the game last week, but they ended up losing at home to the Buccaneers. That and was Baker, an embarrassing loss because the Bucs are in rebuilding mode. Let's, we, we all know that. They know that. They're not going to admit it, but they know well, that. Did your Baker Mayfield yesterday say that he, he figured out the, uh, the Vikings signals? That he kind of knew what he kind of knew the play call. He admitted, "Wow, he, yeah." Really? In fact, he said we picked up the tendencies quite a bit. He said, uh, "But yeah, I don't know why he admitted that." Uh, it says when it comes down to that, you're always trying to just find tendencies of the defense. Those in-game adjustments, you're trying to find them. Uh, sometimes a little difficult than others, uh, but he said he, he kind of had a pretty good feel of what uh, Vikings defense coordinator Brian Flores was throwing at him 
in that mm, game, and that's why they well, uh, yeah. control the second half. Well, no, that's the the chess match within the game. Give give Baker some credit. I mean, that's yeah, for sure, that's a better player, quarterback right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, you saw the coverages, you saw what they were trying to do to expose you or exploit you, and uh, you figured out a way to uh, counter it. Good for you. That's the that's the chess match. We talked about that with Texas players, right? We talked about this yesterday. Strangely enough, we're not going to make every connection to Texas. We're talking NFL. That's true, though. But we talked about Hayden Connor and that play. Shout out to my man Jeff Howe because Jeff Howe was a great little nugget he found that we discussed on Longhorn Blitz. And I hope Longhorn fans went back and rewatched it. And you can see it on that uh, fourth down where Bama jumps. Hayden Connor basically clenches his hand. It's 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 obvious and. There's evidence, at least my man Jeff Howe did some digging, uh, and Hayden Connor will not uh, confirm nor deny. But uh, there's evidence to believe that that was a little trick he was working on. He was watching some film and maybe saw the Bama defenders. All they need is a slightest movement, and they're gone. They've been taught that, especially at the line of scrimmage where everybody's tense, everybody's there just waiting on that ball to be snapped. All you need is a little movement out your periphery that will get you going. Um, and maybe it did, maybe it didn't. Jade Barron admitted that uh, the play where he got the interception, that was a play that Bama ran earlier, and he just made the adjustment because he figured out what Jalen Miro's read was, his first read. Uh, he decided, all right, you know what, if I lag back on this, he'll think that I'm sinking. Uh, if he thinks I'm sinking, he's going to throw to that underneath route. That's his initial read. So I'll I'll pretend I'm sinking. I'll, act, I'll give him the misinformation, then I'll I'll jump the route. He did, got the pick. That's the chess match within the game. Bakers at the professional level, it happens that level, of course, at the highest level. And that's just another example of him winning the chess match within the game. Yeah. Yeah. He also took a shot at my Astros. Hey. He did. Ain't mad at him. He said, you know, I am from Texas, but I'm a Rangers fan. (laughs) We don't do that that trash can stuff. No trash cans. We're just picking up their tendencies. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Do you have that? Yeah, here's Baker Mayfield taking a little shot at the Strohs, who uh, lead the AL West. I mean, you keep doing that, you know. We're going to have some folks from the government, you know, pulling into one of those dark vans. Listen, the guys listen, in the suits and trying to get a job. I know I'm in Tampa, but I'm a Texas Rangers fan, not a Houston Astros fan, so we're not going to condone that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go, Baker. Wow. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Way to go, Baker. You win the day. You won. Yeah. So you get to talk some trash. The Minnesota Vikings, though. That's all right. It's okay. <laughs> Come on, man. Leave my Astros alone. <laughs> Hey, that was like six years ago now. We've won two World Series since then, or yeah. one, been in two others. Uh, but, but, yeah, well, the, yeah, we'll see. Vikings, you know, well, if you're, and if you're Brian Flores, the defensive coordinator, they brought in to help rebuild their defense, which I was did. terrible last I year, did. even though yeah. they won 13 games. He's got to hear that and say, okay, we got to make some changes. We if can't. Baker figured you out, right? Tom Brady over there. <laughs> exactly. This is not Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Baker Mayfield is like, yeah, I figured him out pretty easy. He's like, you, what? Baker Mayfield, and I'm listen. I'm I'm, I'm giving. I, I'm a Baker fan. But I'm just saying, like Baker's not considered an elite quarterback in the league. So I'm with you. I think Brian Flores got to go back uh, to the to the lab. Got to go back to the lab. Well, you know, it's funny. Come up with some more I stuff. I was thinking of you this morning because I heard uh, Dan Orlovsky, right? The Dan Orlovsky. Oh, he does the great stuff. I love he's a Dan. great. He was a bad quarterback, but he's a great analyst on ESPN. Those, those are the best analysts. The bad quarterbacks because they do all the film studies. Yes, because the good ones. Sometimes the good ones, like man, you know what? I'm gonna rely on my natural skill here because I'm so damn good at this. You know that's. You well, well, he, uh, he he was talking about when he rewatched the Vikings tape. He was pretty impressed with their 
um, ghost pressures, as you called them, right? Yeah, the, uh, yeah. The, the simulated fronts, pressures. The so simulated you, pressures. Yeah, yeah, where they bring seven to the mm-hmm. line and then still only bring four, but you yeah. don't know which four. Yep. And that's obviously what Baker figured out. They, for mm-hmm. some whatever reason, he had to figure out which four. Which four were coming, mm-hmm. whether based on the signal. Yeah. And that's when he got control of the game in the second half. So we'll see. We won't see Baker Mayfield tonight because the Bucks aren't playing. But the Vikings are with those simulated pressures. Uh, what they hope yeah. is an improved defense, and they need to bounce back because we know the numbers and statistics in the NFL. You don't want to ever start a season 0-2, and the Vikings, after coughing up their home opener with the Buccaneers, a game they were heavily favored in, now are the underdogs by almost a touchdown in Philadelphia against the yeah. NFC East champion Eagles. Well, they're, that, they'll raise a banner tonight and all that kind of stuff. They have been the number one team picked who won double-digit games last year to regress by most analysts, and it's just because of how weird and wacky they their season was last year. We talked about it, but 8 of 11 or well, one-score wins. <laughs> uh, they had, uh, what, 8 of their 11 one-score wins were fourth-quarter comebacks, yeah. which tied an NFL record. Uh, they had 11 one-score games in 2022 even out of their 13 wins, which is great. And their four losses, we talked about, they got blown out by 37, 24, 14. They were the first NFL team ever to to win 13 games and have a negative play, point differential. It's it just It was strange. It was just the weirdest year. That's why a lot of people are picking Minnesota for a lot of that not to you know fall their way this year and for them to regress a little bit. Well, it's an interesting game. It's going to be on Amazon Prime. Remember, last Thursday was NBC because they had the uh, the rights, but tonight it's got to got to find Amazon to be able to get that game. Who does the Amazon games now? Is that that's Al Michaels and mm. Al Michaels and that's Herb Herb Street. Is it Herb Herb? Oh, it's Herbie, right? Man, he works a lot. Al Michaels and Herbie doing that game uh, tonight. I'll be interested to see who the Eagles hand the ball to because without uh, Kenneth Gainwell, and I don't know what who's going to be running the ball primarily. I know they would do a committee there, but they need somebody to run the ball to balance out that offense in Philadelphia. So we'll see that tonight. Be watching it closely. And remember, we'll be getting ready and warmed up with you. We're, we're going to be out at uh, Wings Up. Wings Up tonight, Rod. Five Wings to up. seven. You know, Every Thursday of a home game, which the Longhorns have coming up, we'll go behind the burnt orange curtain, bottom of the hour. Uh, but every Thursday of a home game, you and I join Patrick Davis out at a local spot. We can have some cold Bud Lights and get ready for the Thursday night game, talk some football, game plan strategy. Come on out and join us. Wings Up is on 41st. We know What's our address on our uh, location tonight there, T.Y.? Mm. Uh, we're going to be out there tonight. We're excited you. about it. And it's uh, just to there in north central Austin. It is 1000, 1000 East 41st Street. There it's you in go. the Hancock Center. Yes. Oh, there you go. Uh, Hancock across Hancock the street from the Hancock. H-E, yeah. Uh, golf course. Okay. Well, that's where we'll be. And so easy to find, right off 35. So come out and join us. We'll be hanging out. And apparently Ty's going to do some kind of wing challenge tonight. Is that right? After we're done at 7, you're going to... I think I'm going to go before. For, get, for four after Ooh. the show today, um, I think I'm gonna. I don't. I don't think they have a a, a, a true wing a challenge. True you gotta wing make challenge. one. You gotta create one. So I'm I'm asking the listeners today. What do you consider a true challenge when it comes to eating chicken wings? What constitutes a true wing? You want the challenge? fire in the whole thing? Hmm. How many? Obviously, the hottest sauce they have. So the potency of the sauce yeah, and you, timed. How, how long? Big parts of it. How many wings? Okay. And obviously, the hottest sauce. But if you have okay. any other suggestions. Potency of the sauce, timed, and how many amount of wings. Yes. And okay. I will mention for folks who are trying to find us and you're, you're putting it things. into your Waze app, the Wings Up is wings two up. words, but it's with a Z. Like Wings Wings Up. Uh, that's where we're going to be today. Five to seven, Patrick Davis, Rod, myself, and getting you ready for the Thursday night game, talking Texas football, and Ty's going to try a wing challenge. So, uh, nice. you know, bring it. There's somebody just asked us on the text line, does the Horn have any pregame plans uh, for Friday. No, no pregame Friday. We got high school football with uh, Vandergriff on Friday night, but we will be out on pregame on Saturday getting ready with you 
uh, 4.30 at the Mockingbird Saloon down um, on Guadalupe. Just a shout-out. I'll actually be out doing a live That's stream right. with my man Bobby Burden at the co-op um, on Friday around 3 o'clock. So there you go. There. there you go. If you want to hang out there. I'll there you go. There's a good a spot. The co-op. Yeah. Get some of that uh, 40 acres apparel mm-hmm. gear. Get there you ready go. for game day yeah. before it gets too crowded on actual game day. So Friday at 3 o'clock at the co-op, you, Bobby Burton, and the crew doing a live stream Yes, sir. on the On Texas Football Channel there for Inside Texas, our great partners there. And then Saturday about 4.30 at Mockingbird Saloon, oh, which is yes. not far down from the co-op. Right there next to Kirby Lane. Come out and join us. Get ready for uh, Texas and Wyoming, which we'll, we'll figure out what their game plan is going to be coming up over the next couple of days. Getting you ready for game number three for the 2-0 and and fourth-ranked Longhorns. Real quick, uh, Rod, uh, Ty uh, and Rod, I officially feel bad for the Texas Rangers. I officially is it? Oh, really? You got, you got yeah. sympathy now for the Rangers? I just, Pity? I mean, as a fan, you just, I mean, they signed Jacob DeGrom to the big contract. That was a risky move, and he wow. didn't last the first month. Um, you, you you tried to make amends by going out and getting Max Scherzer at the trade deadline, which looked like a brilliant move when you came out of the All-Star break and the trade deadline red hot, or coming out of the trade deadline, not the All-Star break, but the trade deadline on fire. And now here he goes. I mean, this isn't an injury that would, you know, if this happened back in uh, in August, he, he would be okay. This is just an arm strain, mm-hmm. but he needs a month or so. To, to rest. Uh, it's not surgery. He can come back next year. Max Scherzer at 39 is under contract to the Rangers next season. But he won't, he, you know, the, the way the statement went from the Rangers yesterday, he won't pitch the rest of the regular season because the Rangers only have 15 games to go. I mean, they're down to the 15 or 16 games left. Uh, so he won't pitch this year in the regular season, and he likely will not pitch in the postseason. That's one of those. You know, if they get into the postseason and could make it to the World Series. Oh, he'll be ready for the World maybe, Series. Maybe that's when they would Think try so? to bring him back. I don't know, but that is just such a shame because you, the Rangers have gone all in. I mean, they've done, as a general manager, Chris Young has done everything he can uh, to be aggressive and put this team in the best position. And unfortunately, you know, this is another blow. Uh, so you, you haven't had, you know, DeGrom all year. You've also had Nathan Eovaldi down for a couple of months. He's with, back. And he's back. Uh, and but is he back to what he was when he was an eleven game winner before the All Star break? That's what they hope he is. Uh, but I give the the Rangers credit; they've gone into Toronto and beat the daylights out of the Blue Jays for three nights. They'll try to sweep that series. They put themselves back into this race, and as we've said for weeks now, their their last ten games seven are against the Mariners, so they'll go head to head. They they can play their way in, but now without Max Scherzer, what can they be when they get there? Becomes the question. Who's your ace? It's Ivaldi. Jordan Montgomery, who pitched great last night, they also acquired him at the deadline from the Cardinals. Um, you know, the pitching wins in October, Rod. We know that as Astros fans, you got to be able to lock people up. And uh, right now, that that's that's a blow. So I nice. actually feel bad yeah. for the Rangers. Hey, at least the bats are back. Though. <laughs> Pity for the Rangers. The bats well, are just, back. You're still missing Garcia. He's got that patella tendon. It's like uh, I feel strain. bad. It's like I feel bad for the Jets, man. He just, you know, <laughs> It'll be all right. They got Martin Perez, they, Dane Dunning, still, still. But all right doesn't win in October. I mean, if you're trying to mm. win a World I Series, just wanna, I want to get into the playoffs. Yes, yeah, as a Rangers fan, uh, you know. So you don't think that you basically have resigned yourself? They're not a World Series contender. Yeah, that's just what, I mean, you never know. Playoff contender. You never know. They it, can make a run. Baseball is one of the sports where you can get. Well, hot. I know you got. That's be able how baseball pitch. go. But I know you have to be able to pitch in the postseason no at doubt. a high level. And the Rangers already own the worst bullpen of any team that will make the postseason. Well. And now your starting pitching just took a big hit. Because uh, Max Scherzer was going to be your guy, trusted guy. You've been there before, been mm-hmm. there, done that. Uh, Rangers don't have another guy that's been there, done that. I would uh, love to play the Astros in playoffs. I think that would be really fun. The that Astros would be win, win or lose. That would be great. I would love that, too, because I'm confident the Astros would win. Me, too. <laughs> Did, did you see the three-game series uh, a <laughs> week or so ago when they I scored love that. 40 to 10? 
Saving some tricks for the playoffs. Come on. Yeah, I would love that. Would be great. <laughs> I think the Astros feel pretty good about that. And yeah. the and the Astros deal is uh, just focused, right? I mean, they they sleptwalked through those games in Oakland and lost two of those games. Remember when they played the Rangers at the Gilf right there out of Labor Day and they beat them like forty to ten. I mean, mm. when the when the Astros oh, they said records, yeah, they said like, they like they said records sixteen home them. runs. <laughs> I mean, when the Astros are locked in, they're still really good. And for whatever reason, sometimes the Rangers they lock just, them in. Yeah, the, the Rangers do lock Oakland, them in. And they're locked in on the road, like you said yesterday. Yeah, they're well, they're five hundred team at home this year. They're great on the road, which is when they're the enemy. People are booing them. Mm, they well, like being the villain now. But they finally beat the A's. Like come on. I know. Well, yes. I mean, that's a that's the the because the, they don't focus. The, like and like he just said, like they don't they don't care about the A's. They're like eh, it's the A's. well, and I mentioned yesterday that Justin Verlander, after he gave up the early lead and then lost. He gave, a, according to the, to the reports, a pretty impassioned you know, speech to his locker room. And they came out last night and won the game. Jordan Alvarez hit a 118-mile-an-hour missile into the uh, upper deck. And uh, they almost threw a no-hitter last night. If Ryan Presley could have gotten the final two outs, it would have been a combined no-hitter. Nice. The A's hadn't had a, had a hit until uh, you know the 26th out of the ball game. And they end up getting two runs off of Presley. The Astros still won 6-2. to two. So we'll see. Two weeks to go in baseball. Uh, Rangers, I, I'm just officially bumming for them because I don't think they can win the World Series without Max Scherzer. They may not have won the World Series at all anyway mm-hmm. without that bullpen. And heck, Rod, nobody might is going to beat the Braves potentially. The Braves are really Ooh, good. They are, yeah, they are really. And they're entertaining to watch. I mean, they really are. Uh, the Braves are awesome. The Braves are. <laughs> I mean, gosh, yeah, they can hit. They can pitch. Can I give you a number about uh, the number of home runs that they've hit this year? I mean, Max Olson or Max Olson? Who's the, who's the kid Olson? Their their first baseman. He's got 50-something Matt home Olson. runs. Matt Olson, who they got from Oakland when they let, lost uh, Freddie Freeman to the Dodgers. You know, the, the, you know how far and away they are the home run leading team in Major League Baseball? They've hit 281 home runs. 281. The next closest team are the L.A. Dodgers, and they are down at 226. Well, I I mean, they're they are, entertaining. They are unbelievable. Chicks, chicks dig the long ball. And and they have a guy like Ronald Acuna who can, mm-hmm. you know, he's got, you know, he's 30, 30, 30 40, 40 kind of guy uh, at the top of the order. So, like that Braves team, they're going to be tough to beat uh, come postseason time because the the Dodgers are the are the closest contenders in the National League, and they have all kinds of pitching issues with injuries and the Julio Urias situation. Uh, they're kind of a mess on their pitching staff as well. So looks to me, and the Braves don't forget about the Brewers in the National League. They're pretty good as well, and uh, the American League and National League playoffs will get going here in about two weeks into October. But first things first, we have NFL football tonight. We have the Longhorns and another week of college football coming your way on Saturday. We'll start to preview that on this Thursday. Rod will take us behind that BOC. Coming up also our Just the Facts segments on what's going to be a rainy Thursday commute as you're up and out. So be careful. Slick streets and all that. So if you had tough traffic yesterday, it's going to be back again today, Rod Babers. And you ran in the rain this morning. I love that. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, but I didn't have to deal with any traffic, so I'm with you. So people on the road, it's going to be a little slick. Please just, you know, make Take plan, it easy. plan your day accordingly. All right? Just give yourself a little extra time. And if you're a little late, it's okay. As long as nobody, everybody gets there safely. Yeah. It's all right. And hey, get, by, don't freak out. By the way, I found Wings Up does have a wing challenge. Oh, there we go. This is actually pretty insane. It's 25. Tell, tell us about it. We come back. Okay, there we go. Quick time out. We want to know about the wing That's challenge. That's called a tease, y'all. The insane wing <laughs> challenge. That's a tease, y'all. We'll find out. And we'll also tease it into the curtain, behind the curtain. It's all coming up. Be careful out there. It's a Thursday here on Hook 'em Up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan. Rod Babers, hook them up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Aaron Rodgers released a statement yesterday, at least a, uh, an Instagram post with a picture of himself running out of the tunnel on Monday night with American flag on uh, anniversary of 9-11. And then, of course, the uh, 
A horrible start to his Jets tenure. The 39-year-old out for the season with that torn Achilles and lasted all of four snaps with the Jets before the injury. Uh, but an incredibly optimistic Instagram post from Marin Rogers said, quote, please keep me in your thoughts and prayers as I begin the healing process today. The night is darkest before the dawn, and I shall rise yet again, indicating that maybe he's planning to fight his way back and be a 40-year-old quarterback for the New York Jets. Uh, well, we've seen 40-year-old quarterbacks in the NFL you know, now, now it's becoming more of a, you know, a more regular thing. Yeah. Uh, the quarterbacks play deep into their, their twilight. You know, we mentioned it on Tuesday, career. Rod, but, uh, you know, the turf conversation has become a big deal. Natural grass v. turf. And, you know, that injury, you know, remember that, that turf at MetLife Stadium where they play, the Jets and the Giants, Cowboys played on the same turf the night before and, you know, just smacked around the Giants. And then the Jets played that next night. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers had praised the turf because that, that turf, the AstroTurf at uh, MetLife is a brand new synthetic turf that's like the latest in technology that uh, he actually said was one of the best natural, I mean, you know, non-grass surfaces he's played on or been on. Uh, and then the injury. We'll get into that with you because you're a former player and you understand these things. I'll just say this to the players and the Players Association, Rod. You have to collectively bargain it, but I don't think you're ever going to get it. Because those stadiums are multi-use venues. They're yeah. not just for football. No. Especially in places like L.A. and New York where you're playing with two teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's a game there every Sunday. Either the Chargers or the Rams or the Jets or the Giants, or in this case, both, on back-to-back nights. And, of course, they want to have Taylor Swift concerts. And Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Boxing matches and whatever Jerry Jones wants to put in AT&T Stadium. And you can't do that on a grass surface unless I don't know how how you would do that, that on a grass surface. I think there's ways to do it, but it's uh, it doesn't provide I think the stable the stability you want uh, to be able to move those different pieces in and out. And I think now the technology, yeah, I'm sure it, that's, there's a way to do it, but it's so expensive. That well, billion, we told you about the Real Madrid Stadium yeah, right in Spain where I, they can yeah. it can lower down be, and then, yeah. So I think it can be done technologically, but I think the cost of it for these billionaires, I think it isn't worth it. Well, you kind of have to do it while you're building the arena. Right? Yes. You, you, it's got to be at the start like they are at Real Madrid. You, you, they started the ground up, and their their field can drop down below, and it can it grows the grass grows with infrared lighting and everything, and then you could still use the surface without the grass while the grass stays healthy. Uh, but that's something you have to pre-plant. So we'll follow that story. But Aaron Rodgers plans to come back. The Jets will be at the Cowboys in the Cowboys home opener on Sunday afternoon at three twenty-five. That could be a bludgeoning. Feels like it, right? It, yes, <laughs> except for this, the only thing that gives you ho- hope that it's a game is the stat that you know teams who lose by twenty one or more. Actually, no, the the, uh, the Cowboys won by twenty one or more, and then teams who do that who blow out their opponent in week one typically, what are they eight and twenty one or eight and twenty rod and they're mm-hmm. covering yeah. the spread the next game. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, those week one dominant mm-hmm. performances sometimes turn into uh, a little, little less in week two. We'll we'll talk about it, but. Uh, before we get into the uh, burn orange curtain, Ty, give us your Ty. Uh, what is our what is our wing challenge tonight at Wings Up in the Hancock Center or across from the Hancock Center? So this is a little bit tougher than I than I thought it would be. It's twenty five go- ghost pepper sauced wings. Ghost pepper in ten minutes. 
without Ooh. the aid of any beverage, ranch, or blue cheese. Hold up. You can't drink during this thing? Or napkins. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's that's dumb. That's damn near and impossible. You, and you win a $10 gift card to Wings Up and a t-shirt. Are you going to no, try it? That's... Yeah, I'm going to try it. Ty will be trying that before. Wow. Uh, we, we go on air at 5 o'clock today 25 with Davis. in 10 minutes. So about 4.30 we're going to try this? Oh, man. Uh, time is still to be determined, but it will be done today. Well, we'll we're be going filmed. before our broadcast. That'll be 5 o'clock. Wow. And it's got to be sometimes. I think I'm trying to cool. Well, I told you already this morning, but I woke up and I had a screw in my tire this morning. So I had to Uber. <laughs> screw that. You, you have bad car luck all the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, it's it's terrible. And I had to, so I had to take a sixty-five dollar Uber to work today. Um, oh. And I think the plan is for I have a me- few meetings, and then Jacob Standard to take me to Wings Up at some point after those, and then we and film and compete. Hey, you know, if appreciate you call me that. in the morning, I'll come get you. I appreciate it's that. It's so out of the way for for you, for both of you, though. Where are I, you? Eastside. Close. What area? East uh, University Park. Oh, Maynard okay. Loyola. I gotcha. Eastside. Okay. Eastside. Side. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's go behind the burn orange curtain. Texas and Wyoming coming up two days from now. Let's get some thoughts. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? All right. Now, let's talk a little Wyoming, and then I want to give some props to a Texas player and give myself a little props. I made a black Stradamus prediction about this player, and I think uh, it actually may come to fruition this year, at least early on. There are signs uh, that it could materialize. So we'll get into that coming up a little bit later on. Let's talk a little Wyoming. Uh, My biggest question uh, going into the Wyoming game really has to be about what Texas' offensive strategy is going to be. Um, if they're going to actually go in here and try and, and run the football. Because the truth is, Wyoming believes their strength of their defense is their defensive front. First of all, shout out to Oscar Giles, who was a defensive line coach. <laughs> um, and so he, we know Oscar Giles can coach him up. He was once a coach here at the University of Texas and a lifetime Longhorn. So shout out to my man, Oscar Giles. Uh, it's going to be fun watching him on the sideline. But he's a D line coach. And if you go talk to Craig Bowl, who's done um, some media availabilities, and I got you to listen to him, he pretty much is bullish on his defensive front. He loves his uh, two defensive ends. He talks about them all the time, Devon Harris and Braden Siders. All right, those are his two. He talks about having veteran DNs. He said part of it is uh, we've got two experienced ends, and we've got one talented end, Sebastian Harsh. He said, I think getting a fourth end solidifies the front, but he talks about uh, that they're, they're deep enough where they're looking for their fourth defensive end. Uh, they also like their two starting D tackles. Uh, one is Nate. He's a nose tackle. Uh, sorry, it's Cole Godbolt. Um, he is a nose tackle. They say he's a really good player on the defensive front. They have another uh, defensive tackle who's an all-conference uh, caliber player, Jordan Bartagnol. Um, and also that Devon Harris defense man, he is an all-conference selection for their preseason, uh, the preseason media selection. Also, Easton Gibbs, he's the middle linebacker, and he is a preseason Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year uh, selection uh, by their media. So th- that basically makes up their front, and they consider that to be their strength of their defense. Even... Craig Bowl and even the defensive coordinator admits that their secondary is a bit of a work in prog- progress. Um, when he was asked, are you still happy with the three top cornerbacks from the spring? 
Colby Taylor, Ja'Cory Hawkins, um, Ty, Tyrikus Davis. I hope I got his name right. Didn't mispronounce that. Um, but when he was asked about his secondary and those guys, and by the way, one of those players, Colby Taylor, ended up on the freaks list for Bruce Feldman and the athletics. So he's, he's a good player. He's their new starting cornerback. Uh, but he ended up on that list. Here is what the defensive coordinator said when he was asked about the secondary. He said, we're searching for the fourth cornerback. Uh, I mean, I think what happens at that position is when you practice day in and day out, there's a level of consistency that's required. I think we've been solid. We have a lot of room for improvement at that position overall. Do I like where we're at now compared to a year ago? Yes. Do I think we're a finished product or that's a strength of our defense? No. So even he's admitting openly, is it a strength? No, not a strength of ours. Now, that's their weakness on defense because they're bullish and they brag about their defensive front, and that's where all of their com- all-conference players are. And Easton Gibbs is one of the best linebackers actually in the country. And then you have Texas, and Texas's strength on offense, which I think is their identity, is their passing game with all their weapons, X-Men, A.D. Mitchell, J.T. Sanders in the passing game, Jay Witt, and you have Quinn Ewers right now playing at a really high level. Um, the offensive line's pass blocking versus Alabama was probably the best we've seen that group pass block in, I don't know, since Sark has been here. I mean, that was a, it was a really spectacular uh, high-level performance. So Texas, if, if you look at how you game plan, you game plan to try to exploit their weaknesses and if it is uh, a situation where your weaknesses conveniently, uh, sorry, their weaknesses conveniently align with your strengths, it seems like a no-brainer, right? Yeah. Like, oh, no, <laughs> we're going to throw the ball against them. That's their, that's their weakness. Their defensive front, you want to run the football, that's their strength. Um, Rice was able to, you know, maybe to, I would say, frustrate Texas in the run game, not stop them on each side, but frustrate Texas in the run game. That's what Wyoming is going to hope to do frustrate Texas in the running game, and then what they're watching at Rice film, I assure you, and saying, listen, if Rice can give the offensive line issues with simulated pressures, some ghost and amoeba front, second-level pressures, and and really trying to blow up the uh, the play with uh, run blitzes, we can do the same thing too. And I think they're watching the Rice film, not the, the Alabama film, because they can't replicate what Alabama does, but they're watching the Rice film saying, hey, man, we actually have a chance to execute some of the concepts that Rice was successfully executing versus Texas. Yeah, and you know that they're going to try to shorten the game, right? I mean, um, you know, they're a run-heavy team on offense. Uh, you know, that's you know they run the football so far in two games, wins over Texas Tech and then Portland State, where they won thirty-one to seventeen. You know, they they've only attempted fifty passes in the first two weeks compared to over eighty rushes. They're going to try to run the ball, and they get a running back back this year that this week that they haven't had so far. Harrison Whaley, who who's a transfer from Northern Illinois, uh, through the portal. Uh, they're going to try to run the football. Rob, they got a big six seven left tackle who's a you know an all conference player mm-hmm. in the Mountain West. They're they're going to see if they can run it, but that doesn't seem to do very well against Texas right now. They like said, to shorten the game because <laughs> yeah. uh, their quarterback's a kid named Andrew Peasley, who's he's a sixth year player. He's a decent player, man. He's got grit. He's a gritty, he's a tough player. guy. And yeah, he, you saw that against Texas Tech. He kind of yep. gritted them to that overtime yep. win after falling behind seventeen nothing. He's not a great quarterback, but damn, he's a gritty football player, man. He makes plays in, good, in crucial moments and big moments. He does. It ain't it ain't pretty though. Well, sixth year, right? he's, ugly, he's been yeah. playing a lot of college yeah. football. They got a veteran team, right? Seventeen returning starters, ten on the defense, so. You know, they're, it doesn't mean they're they're as good as Texas or as talented as Texas, but they they know how to play football, uh, and that'll be the challenge. Do you're right about the game plan? Do they try to bang their head against the wall and, and establish a run if you're Sark, or do you try to attack that secondary and then work on the run once you build a lead? 
I would imagine that could be a plan as well. But uh, what you don't want is Wyoming to slow this game down, start converting, moving the chains, because you know they're going to try to bleed this clock and uh, and make this and a shorter and game. That's what could happen game if, as they can. if you want to run it. You almost help them. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. Help them kind of bleed the clock and slow it down. Or if you go to the pass side and your your quarterback's having an off night, now you're throwing incomplete passes. But either way, I, well, I agree with you. Attack their attack their weakness with yeah. your strength. So it's just going to be interesting because I know Sark wants to he wants to see some consistency in the running game and. I think he wants to infuse some confidence in the running game because you really haven't had consistency in the running game the, the the first two games. At Alabama, you closed the game with the running game, and against Rice, you ran it in the second half consistently, but in the first half, that wasn't the case. So I, I, there is some some incentive for Sark to come in here and run the football, but like I said, you're, then you're kind of playing into their, their strength defensively. That's what I believe they want. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what Sark decides to do. Uh, but, yeah, offensively for them, they do – they do th- run it a lot, but this quarterback, he scrambles a lot, too. Yeah, he does. So some of those Off runs. schedule plays. Yes, he, he loves second reaction plays. So some of those uh, runs are actually quarterback scrambles, too. And they like the quarterback run game. Um, he's dealing with a shoulder injury uh, is what being reported. So he was day-to-day. I'm sure he's going to end up playing, but I don't know how much they want to run him versus Texas considering. Yeah. They have the Mountain you, West coming. Yes, and they, they think they, they might be, be pretty a, good. They can be a player in the Mountain yeah, West Conference think they with, might have with a the veteran team. So make that. a bowl game and compete in that conference. So that may be ill-advised versus Texas. They might be thinking long-term. Maybe so. And Texas is thinking long-term, too. And uh, handle your business. A 28-and-a-half point favorite as we sit here on this uh, rainy Thursday morning. We'll come back, hit some what-the-facts, including why was uh, drunk Taylor trending? The, the trend, Drunk Taylor. Oh, yeah, that was happening. Oh, yeah. Also, we'll get to the other facts of the morning coming next. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Austin, Texas Sports. Indeed. The Horn. Indeed. Five hours a day, five days a week. You're here on Austin's only local morning sports conversation. That is a fact. As we start our Just the Fact segments here to wrap up the 6 o'clock hour, also fact I heard Rod mention the Longhorn Blitz podcast. You can hear that wherever you find your podcast. Always oh, great with you and Matt and uh, Jeff Howe. Yes, sir. You can also find uh, the multicast I do each week called The Eyes on Texas. Love it. Uh, good deep dive into the Longhorns win over Alabama. We'll record a new one today to preview the Wyoming game. Mike Craven and myself. That is, uh, Those are both facts. You can find those uh, on wherever you find podcasts. What the facts? Uh, Longhorn Blitz podcast and the Eyes on Texas podcast and multicast uh all right rod what uh what the facts just the facts to start this morning including this you see where espn is reporting that uh that espn through the nfl is going of course they're owned by disney right Mm -hmm. so in an effort to connect with young viewers young viewers espn is planning to stream a toy story themed broadcast for the falcons jaguars game next month uh, fully animated in real time from Andy's bedroom. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, man. Marks the latest trend in a move of kid-focused NFL yeah. telecasts for Disney. They're just candy cigarettes. Yes, they just, they, candy they, cigarettes. No, they're just candy cigarettes. They need, and, you know, that, obviously back in the day we remember, I, I, maybe they I still got them. candy cigarettes. I used to love those things, too. I was more of too. a big league chew guy. Exactly. But you all remember, we all act like we were smoking, act like we were chewing dip. Because you saw everybody around you doing it. Yeah, and you would actually, I remember people like, you know, like you were packing and everything and act like you were smoking it before you ate it. It was all fun until you realized, like, oh, actually, they're programming us to become leader. smokers when we yeah, <laughs> become adults. Yeah, they're trying to hook us. Uh, yeah, and that's what the NFL is doing. It's just, it's their 
their version of the candy cigarette, the big, the NFL's big issue, and I was actually going to do a Rod's rant about this, and still might, uh, is and but I, I'll do some research on it because I got another take on it. But their big issue is 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 moms, right? Uh, even in the preseason, how many times did we see a guy carted off the field had to stop a game in the preseason too? That's the NFL's worst nightmare. Because then people start talking about the the the, uh, the the downside of football, the violent side, the dark side of it, and the NFL does not want that. Because if moms see that, then moms don't let their kids play football, and they let their kids play football, and their kids don't become football fans. And then the family's not a football fan. The family's not a football fans. Then they're not gonna watch football together. And that's what the NFL wants: y'all to watch football together, hang out, hang out, and watch football. And the whole damn family is football football fanatics, and that won't happen if moms like no. You ain't playing football. No, you ain't playing football. You can watch it, but kids don't watch it. They really can't play it. All right, they want. It's hard to get to make that connection. So the NFL needs you to to get you addicted a little bit earlier. This is a way to get the kids addicted. And like like I did with my mom, I told my mom I was playing. She didn't want me to play. Yeah, I didn't play t- my seventh grade year because well, mom, mom was like, wants to see a kid get tackled. Yeah, mom was like, you're not you're not playing football. And I was, and then by the time my seventh grade year, I was like, mom, I'm playing football. You are gonna lock me in the room or something? But I'm gonna go out there and I'm you didn't playing play football until middle school. I didn't play until seventh grade because my mom thought it was too dangerous. That's when I let my son play football for the first <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, she was like, grade. it's too dangerous. I'm not letting you play. It's too, playing, you can play flag. Started yeah. playing tackle football in second grade. Yeah, Exactly. Well. And they didn't, have, they didn't have flag. I would have loved to play flag, but they didn't really have that. I just played in the hood and everything. But the whole point is that, you know, that I wanted to play, but my mom, and just like a lot of moms, are like, I don't want to say. If my mom had seen DeMar Hamlin and all that kind of stuff, she'd been like, oh, hell no. Yeah, yeah. Ain't no way you playing football. Right. But yeah, and you have it. to, uh, you know, fight back. Obviously, the concussion is a big issue, too. Yeah. That's why you need that brain vault technology. Brain Dr. Vault. Greg Eckert. That's a fact. Beautiful. That patented technology based on proven science at risk. It's a Damn mouthpiece right. that reduces the risk of concussions. Learn that at brainvault.com with oh, Dr. Yeah. Greg Eckert. Oh, yeah. uh, I got a I fact it. for us, Rod. Uh, I got a fact for you. Tonight, Thursday night football, you got the Vikings and the Eagles. Justin Jefferson might be the best receiver in the league. Um, if if he gets 25, basically he's 25 receiving yards short of 5,000 for his career. If he reaches that mark in this game, which if he doesn't, that's a big problem. Uh, he would tie Hall of Famer Lance Allworth with the fewest games needed to reach 5,000 career receiving yards. So, yes. uh, there you go. He's a hell of a player. And uh, Kevin O'Connell, the head coach of the Vikings. 52. I mean, it's, he came from that Rams, Sean McVay coaching tree. And he, he, he you know, built, you know, where Cooper Cup one year, what, had 120 some odd catches oh, yeah. in a season. I mean, Justin Jefferson, one of the reasons they, were, they let go of Dalvin Cook, who's now with the Jets, and Alexander Madison's now their, their lead running back. Is because they're a pass-based offense, and, mm-hmm. and they use Justin Jefferson. You know, he, last week he caught ten passes. They targeted him fifteen times in the loss to the Vikings or to the Buccaneers. So they're going to throw him the football. I mean, that's just that's why he was are. that's why he was the number one pick in a lot of uh, fantasy drafts. Just because if you're in a PPR league, which means you get a point for every reception, I mean that guy's going to load him up because it they, 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 he is the focus of their offense with Kirk Cousins, and he'll get that record, and he's on the fast track to breaking a lot of receiving records yep. without a doubt. Uh, good stuff. So yeah, that, and of course you got Jalen Hurts in the uh, Jalen Hurts in the uh, Eagles. Eagles tonight. I'd, I'd expect the Vikings Eagles play a lot better tonight. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, typically, and I don't think bounce uh, back. It's the NFL. They're per- they're professionals. Well, and and of course they played in Philadelphia last year and got smashed. Um, <laughs> they did. They did. But we will uh, we'll we'll talk about. It. They're also banged up. The Eagles are. The Eagles are banged up a little bit, especially in their defense. We'll set that up coming up in the. Uh, the headlines at the top of the hour. Also, Rod has his first rant of the day. Get you some more facts of the day. 
about uh, the Eagles and the Vikes tonight. Start week number two Ooh. of the NFL. More on the Longhorns in Wyoming. More on the Big 12 games around the uh, Big 12 off to a rough start. Pac-12 off to a great start in college football. Historically great. Big 12, not so hot. We'll get that coming up uh, in our next hour. It's part of a busy Thursday. Raining out there. Be careful. Six streets as you're up and out. Don Miller will help you get there and avoid the big messes. Uh, we'll get that for you coming as well. T and Rod B. Five hours a day, five days a week. Ty as well on Hook'em Up. Thank you.